This is a Jomo Studios presentation. Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, and God damn it, there's so much bullshit going on, I can't even get into this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, we all the way live. Yeah, nigga, God damn, dude. Oh my fucking God. What in the fuck else is going to happen before we get the fuck out of, can we get the fuck out of goddamn September 2017. Shit. This whole motherfucking month has just been exposed fuckery. From every motherfucking circle, every motherfucking channel, every motherfucking minute, every motherfucking circuit of the planet has been motherfucking bullshit coming out in mass motherfucking effects. And this shit is driving me motherfucking crazy. God damn, I sit here, you motherfuckers already know. Hi, love you guys, thank you for coming, sit down, I gotta talk, god damn it. Sit your ass down, we got, nigga, we got beef in this bitch, for real. Nigga, we got unlimited mass amounts of motherfucking beef in this motherfucking bitch. That's for motherfucking Joe. First of all, I was pissed off about some shit that almost got me on the mic Saturday night. Okay? I can't even touch on the shit that had me pissed off Saturday. Whoa, wait. Saturday morning and Saturday night, I'll give you a hint. It didn't have nothing to do with the NFL and Trump. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I already had something that I was ready to bring to y'all asses Saturday night. Going down. Bad than a motherfucker. And I'm, I'm talking about nigga. I went and got reference and background emphasis from other people to make sure before I ripped this nigga's face off, snatched that motherfucker, I was going to be in the right. Everybody I talked to about the shit said I would have been more than right to whip this nigga face off. But right when I was getting ready to come home, Right when I was getting ready to get off work on Saturday and come home and get ready to come in and was going to jump on this mic for y'all, guess what? Oh, no. The fuckery expanded worse. And not only did it expand worse, it expanded worse up, down, and out. This shit blew up to levels of proportions that I hadn't, couldn't even fathom to imagine because before I could get in on the motherfucking shit, here come Trump ass with the NFL. And I now it's been some more shit that I can't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still wanting to track back on Trump and NFL. I still got to go after this nigga with GQ. But now I get on Twitter today because I'm thinking, all right, we're going to throw out a couple of tweets for y'all, right? If I ever had a chance to get Trump off my fucking mind. Southwest Airlines. 
Breaking news, bitches. These motherfuckers and let the police put hands on another motherfucker who paid to be on one of their flights. Apparently, a professor came out and stated, and I watched the video, it's fucked up, okay? Woman dragged off a Southwest flight from LAX, from Baltimore to LAX after demanding two dogs be removed from the plane, claimed she was allergic. Tell me what's wrong with this picture. Explain to me what's wrong with this situation. When a woman says she has allergies. And these motherfuckers literally, the dogs got to go on the flight. This woman, this human being got snatched off of the plane and treated like she was less than a human being. While the dogs got to stay on the flight. See, now y'all truly got me fucked up in this conversation with all you crazy motherfuckers with these animals that love animals more than they love people. Let me let you in on a little secret, folks. Your animal, die around that motherfucker and see what happened. That bitch will eat your fucking face off as soon as they get hungry. An animal will bite your ass if you don't feed them. But you want to sit here and, and choose a dog over a goddamn human being. This is the shit that's going on right now in our world. We wonder why we got a motherfucking problem. We got people that will go out and spend 150 motherfucking dollars on dog food, but won't give two goddamn dollars to a motherfucking veteran who fought and lost shit because of your, for your sorry ass. To sit here and walk up in a goddamn station, stadium and boo a nigga who was protesting the fact that his family member got harassed by the fucking police for no goddamn reason. Another associate of his had a family member killed by the police. To which these motherfuckers had to pay two million dollars to his family. Because this waste of fucking space, sperm, and energy don't know how to do his goddamn job and be a human being. I am sick and fucking tired of constantly having to tell motherfuckers it's not that damn hard to be a motherfucking human being. Why is this becoming so motherfucking difficult? I do not understand. Let me know. I'm serious, man. This shit that got so far out of motherfucking hand, I can't call it no more. I used to be able to have some sort of understanding of what's going on. I used to be able to put some toward a, toward some sort of logic towards the craziness. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody asked me right now why Colin, Ka why Colin Kaepernick ain't in the league. He left the team because he wanted more money while he was on the bench and he was a distraction. That's why he ain't in the league. I'm tired of people asking me, why does Colin Kaepernick not have a team? Those four reasons why. He demanded more money while on the bench because his goddamn gameplay was subpar. Then he became a distraction. Now he's one of the biggest distractions on the planet. And you wonder why no team wants him. Any team that wants him, any team that take him, is going to be a fucking riot at the, damn, at the damn stadium. He is too volatile to be in the NFL right now. Period. Too volatile. He won't go on the field and do a damn thing but his job. 
But it may be some fool that'll be in the damn stadium wanting a goddamn act fool simply for the fact that this team took him in. You know? What's fucked up? That same motherfucker is probably a goddamn two-bit sex offender that's lucky to have a job his damn goddamn self. And and by the grace of God, his employer ain't informed everybody that he worked with that he's a sick, low-down, piece-of-shit pervert. But yet you got time to sit here and worry about what a football player doing. Donald Trump literally sat there and you motherfuckers wasn't even offended when this nigga said something about grabbing somebody by the pussy. So I'm certainly sure I can't take this shit, man, this is going fast and furious today, y'all. Baby, on your mark, if let me <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Time out. Let, let, let's take a breather. <laughs> Woo! Babies. When I said I was going, man, I didn't mean to jump in here mashing the gas. Just I didn't want to do the that's what happened. Cause man. I ain't even got to Puerto Rico yet. Oh, my God. That ain't the biggest. I, damn. We need to send J.J. White to Puerto Rico and let them let him raise money for Puerto Rico. For real. Because <laughs> there's one person that can raise money to hell some people. It's J.J. motherfucking White. And not only that, J.J. White going to pull up on his own goddamn boat that he probably would spend the rest of his Goddamn bonus monies. I know he ain't spent all that hundred million dollars, nigga. I know better. He still got two years left in his contract. I bet you he ain't spent all that hundred million dollars. Ain't no way. And then got another 75 million from Reebok. Shit, JJ gonna be all right. Better not nobody talk about him. He called a whole league of players. Trump called a whole league of players son of a bitches. Them players do more for their communities than Donald Trump had ever done for anybody other than him sorry-ass self ten times over. I've heard stories about people like J.J. Watt. They'll see kids outside playing football at football practice, and they'll jump out of their cars and run up into the practice and talk to the coach and say, hey, coach, can I say some words to the kids, kind of help them out a little bit? This happens all over this nation. And not just not just pros either. College players do it too. Hosting camps and shit to teach these kids how to play the game better. When you look in Houston Stadium, you see the numbers and you see the players' names and they're all printed on the side of the stadium. And each name has a foundation with it. Every one of those players have a foundation that they are a part of and they're adamant about. And most of the foundations are surrounding helping people, mainly kids who don't have a chance or may not ever have a shot or anything given to them ever in life. You know? I love when a motherfucker tell you to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, but then also tell you you that the boots are going to be (laughs) $49.99. You feel me? I, I, uh, we're going to turn it back up in a minute, but I I just, I want to say this in a calm manner real fast. Okay. First of all, it is my stepdaughter's birthday. She turned 18 today. Happy birthday, day, day. I love you, darling, very, very much. 
Uh, I ran around like a madman getting you hooked up today, and I hope you enjoy uh, your birthday dinner, and we're going to hang out and have a good time. Uh, also, quick announcement, all my friends in Enid, October 7th, I will be on stage live at Boondocks again. Uh, this time is going to be a part of the big comedy showcase that they're doing with uh, Michael Mann, Joan Wright, uh, Mr. Metaphoria, Valley Vale, um, yours truly. Um, they're also going to have a couple of uh, open mic night talent to come up. So hopefully they get a chance to, you know, try to shine against me of all people. But, you know, <laughs> shit, you better have a hell of a light, bro. <laughs> Y'all better have a hell of a light, because anything you know about Joe Moffat, you know. Baby, Showtime is my specialty. I do this. Everybody wonder how I get on stage and do what I do. Shit, I get on this mic every week and do what I do. I put out a product for you folks. Every week, I do what I do. I handle my business. I take care of my folk, and... I try and do it without wanting to need or asking for shit, but on the flip side, like I said, everybody need help sometimes. You know? I got celebrities surrounding around me right now that, that could take one of my posts and retweet it one time and turn my whole world, flip everything over for me. Will I ask them to do it? No. Will that probably be the only way I ever get it done? Yeah. I can say that out loud. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I probably never ask. Simply put, because I don't give a fuck. I told y'all at the very beginning of this show, and I'm kind of glad I've I've taken a step back the way I've done these last few weeks. I hate the situations that I've had to go through the last few weeks. That's been kind of tough. You know, I've been seeing all of this go on in the world from a small town, and within that small town, I have watched and in damn near an entire dynasty started to crumble in front of my very eyes. And right now, me and mine are trying to do our best to prevent that. But never can I remember a time where there was just so much shit built up and going on. And, and it just, it, it blows my mind that human beings aren't even able to carry on a decent conversation. A, a, a simple word of, of kindness would go a long way right now. But yet and still, we in some cases can't even offer that. Without also beckoning a question of some bullshit, you know? Well, before I be your friend, how do you feel about the NFL's protest? Oh, you mean the protest of killing black men for no damn reason by the police and nobody doing a fucking thing about it? No, 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 no. Not that protest. The protest against the anthem. Uh, well, that protest isn't about the anthem. It's about Black people being killed by police officers. Yes, but they're doing it through the anthem. And that makes it disrespectful. Uh, murder is disrespectful too, my nigga. I mean, just 
Now, there, there, there. I'm not black. You shouldn't comment. And, and then next thing you know, all hell done broke loose. This is how easy shit is popping off right now, my niggas. You listen to my motherfucking show, you my nigga. Okay? You rock and fuck with your boy because that's what I'm here for. Do this shit for free. This is a public service. I ain't charging nobody a dime until you feel it's worth it. I'm going to keep shining this shit until it's good and right. And then when you ready to start paying for me, that's when I'm going to start charging your ass. Just that simple. See, I've, reju I've, I've rejuvenated my batteries. I, I, I needed to. I was getting too hard on myself with this show. I can say that. I can say that. I was being way hard on myself about the show. To the point where it wasn't fun no more. And this is all that the show was all about. It was fun, right, right? Yeah, right, right? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord have mercy. So I'm sitting here and I'm recording a show for you guys because that's what I do. That's what we do. That's what we're here for, right, right? Right, right. So, I get a text message from my wife, one of the local news um, websites here in Enid have reported that a photo of a noose hanging in an Enid school locker room has now gone viral. You'll most likely be hearing more of the story on the local and national news. They're saying it is in an Enid locker room. Um, I'm, this is what happens when we are not responsible as adults. Okay. No one in their right mind, no one in their right mind, nobody in their good sense, nobody that has ever really felt. Like, they truly wanted to be a member of society and be a good member of society would think a person like Donald Trump is fit to be president. Just, let, let's just say that out loud right now. There's a lot of stupid shit going on in this, this world right now that should be avoided at all costs. But yet, for some reason or another, this shit keeps getting thicker. And thicker. And thicker. This shit is sitting, getting so goddamn thick. <laughs> you wasn't able... You can't see through shit even in the thinnest of layers. And now you got to try to murk it through the thickest of shits right now. This is getting out of hand. All these people want to have all these differences in opinions over bullshit. Let me set some shit straight real quick. One. Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL because the last team that he was on, he decided on his own accord that he wanted to leave and make more money or tried to demand more money as a quarterback who was not starting for a team and he wanted to try out, on green, try out something on greener pastures. In the same breath, in the same breath, 
he became, and I hate to say this, a distraction. He became one of the biggest distractions in in NFL. Marshawn Lynch, too, is a distraction. But Marshawn Lynch also handles his business. Marshawn Lynch gets out there on that field. He runs over motherfuckers, and he does his goddamn job. He's an elite player. Colin Kaepernick had a great coach that turned him into an elite player. And he had some elite capabilities as well, but everything that he'd done outside of John Harbaugh has not been much. A lot of Colin Kaepernick consisted of the good coaching of John Harbaugh. But to put him in the level of elite quarterback without a good coach, he was not an elite quarterback. I don't think Tom Brady would be an elite quarterback or even be in consideration to be an elite quarterback without a, without a great coach. I don't think Tom Brady would ever be an elite quarterback under another coach. I, I just, I don't believe that. Okay. And we'll never get to see it because this will probably be his last year, if not next year. And he probably going to stay there as long. And then Belichick only going to stay there as long as Brady there. I'm willing to bet he leave after Brady is gone. Because he don't think he can make lightning strike twice. Or maybe he can. I don't, who knows? The thing about it that, that puzzles me and boggles my mind with, with the whole situation is I can't for the life of me comprehend a notion that a person feels that hatred should be justified. I cannot justify the hatred of somebody. I can justify the misunderstanding of someone. I can justify that if you're willing to try to build a dialogue to understand someone else and their their wants and needs and desires and passions. But I can't sit here and and devise a, a notation of hatred towards somebody simply because of the fact of what the fuck they look like, of who the fuck they are. You understand what I'm saying? When I dated, I never dated anybody depicted by the color of their skin. There was never a situation where I walked out and said, okay, I only want to be with this certain color. There were people who used to tell me I should. To which I said to them, you need to stop following that bullshit because it's bullshit and you should know better because you're grown. I've said this before. Do you know how hard it is to find somebody to touch your penis? That is not the easiest goddamn thing in the world to do. It is very difficult to want to find somebody that wants to not only touch your penis, but enjoy it and want to touch it continuously. Speaking on a man's attribute. A woman, it ain't hard to find somebody to touch your parts because you got parts that everybody wants. I'm just keeping it on it. You know, you female, you women have have the complete entire world when it comes to sexuality on that end to when in the battle of the sexes, you motherfuckers win. We can't compete. Okay, A woman can sit a picture of her thighs and her legs and drive a nigga crazy. 
when women be taking like my wife, she's something she'll take. You know, you see, I see women do this on Facebook though. They take pictures of just their legs down. Oh my god, that's some sexy ass shit when she ain't sitting there with two bean poles stinging off the bottom of her crotch. Shit, she got some big. Thick old legs and pretty ass toes. Ooh, Jesus. That's dude. Ooh, shit. Mm, oh, that is a beautiful thing. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, mm, mm. Don't lift a knee up on my ass. Oh, goddamn. <sighs> Anywho, let me compose myself. Yes. You ladies got the whole world of sexuality on lock, you know. You can send a picture, a man, a picture of your fingernail, and he'll go nuts. All right, you got men that worship feet, women's feet, like religiously. Y'all feet. You ain't even got to take off that big ass flannel and them motherfucking. Overly fucked up ass, flannel ass pants, them sleep pants you always running around in with the holes in the bottom and shit. Got chicken grease all stained up on them motherfuckers and shit. Hell. You ain't got to take them off when it come to your feet. This nigga don't want nothing from you, just your feet. You can get all you want off your feet, bitch. Niggas can't be sending pictures of their feet and thinking somebody gonna think that's attractive. Ain't no woman running around talking about, ooh, them side. Women like feet on men, but not the way men like. Men will fuck feet. Women wanna fuck the dick attached to the feet. That's one of the, the biggest differences on that end. If a man got big feet, a woman wanna fuck his dick. She ain't gonna want nothing to do with the feet. That's just the measuring stick. Nigga, that's just the standard. You walk up on a chick with a size 8 shoe, there's a good chance she going to giggle in your goddamn face. I wear a 14, by the way. But, you know. Blessings are good. But you, you, can, you can tell me a lot of shit about human beings. One thing you can't tell me is how it's supposed to be good and relevant to hate somebody just because of the way they look. Because of the color of their skin. When I dated, I, 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 it, it was... Tits had a lot to do with it. Ass had a lot to do with it. I had those preferences. But it never had nothing to do with the color of their skin. I would date a chick with big titties and no ass on every day of the week. Because I always had something to play with. Fuck a chick. With little titties and a big ass, because guess what? You got something to play with. Fuck a chick with no titties and no ass, that could be painful. Because them hip bones, I talked about that a few weeks ago, them hip bones jumping back at y'all, goddamn time, that shit can be painful when that bitch hit your ass with that goddamn pelvic muscle and shit. Ah, that's some painful fucking shit. You know. I like some cushion for some pushing because that cushion keep them bones wrapped up. Shit. Some of y'all need a goddamn sandwich for y'all go fucking with a real nigga. I mean, damn. I just, I, I, we got these kids all confused. The adults don't know what to fucking do. And now the one, our, our leader, our commander in chief is taking the time to worry about what NFL players are doing. News flash. I don't give a lovely motherfuck 
what the NFL players are doing. I don't give a damn if they protest. I don't give a damn if they do their job. I don't give a fuck if they stay home. It is not going to affect me one way or another whatsoever. My problem is that my president, for some reason, whoa, take that shit. Uh-uh. Uh, blah. The president, not my president, the president. They want them to be my president, but I don't allow it. I try to keep bitch niggas out of my house. And that's a bitch ass nigga because I don't give a fuck. He doing shit just to start shit on purpose. And I will not stand for that shit. If I take a knee right now, it's simply because I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of all these people arguing about this dumb shit. And ain't nobody talking about progressing. Ain't nobody talking about doing better. Ain't nobody talking about doing more. That is all we talk about on the Joe Moffat show is pushing ourselves to greatness. Okay, shout out that comedy scene, right? That comedy scene and their website, comedyscene.com. Your boy Joe Moffat just got featured on their website for my last comedy set at Boondocks. Push to do better. I cannot stand hearing about people pushing to do worse, and that's all I've been hearing lately is worse. You called all them, he called all them players a son of a bitch, not knowing. He literally threw somebody. He called J.J. Watt a son of a bitch. J.J. Watt ain't never kneel, but he play in the league and he play with his brothers. And if his brothers are hurting, he going to stand up with his brothers and support his brothers. Period. Want to know why? Because he stood there and supported an entire city as it drowned. My heart is racing right now because I cannot believe somebody would have the notion, the nerve and audacity to throw an entire league under the bus simply because you don't understand the reason why they do something. I can see if people were actually beckoning the question, okay, you're protesting. What's the problem? Okay, so your problem is with the police and the brutality that is being portrayed towards black people. Okay, police, what can we do to prevent you guys or to help you guys understand that not all black people are a threat, not all black people carry a gun, not all black people use drugs, and not all black people are here to exist to be monsters, okay? I'm 6'1", 275 pounds. People look at me and they see me as a threat. I'm a fucking comedian. How the hell am I a threat? What am I going to do? Make you piss your pants? Huh? My biggest threat is what? Vomit and urination? That's it. That's the only threat that I'll ever be to anybody. I ain't never here to hurt a man. My words is the only thing that will cut your ass up out and over. So how the hell I'm, I get sit here and get called a threat by people who own more than one gun in their home. But yet I'm the threat. I'm the reason why they buy the gun. That's what they say. And I'm supposed to be fine with that. I'm supposed to be able to step back and all oh, just just let it go, Joe. There's no use of tripping. Everything is fine. Just just let no. 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 Eric Gardner's family had to let him go. 
Terrence Crutch's family had to let him go. Philando Castile's family had to let him go. Tamir Price had to let his family, his family had to let him go. And they didn't have a fucking choice in a matter what so fucking ever. These, these people, Sandra Bland's family had her support. They had her back. And one thing they certainly wasn't discussed with before she was taken from this earth was if it was her time for her to be let go. That's the one thing that don't nobody talk to these families about. A great man in my world died recently. Nobody felt that it was his time, but I also knew that that wasn't our choice. And it's hard to comprehend the notion that a man of his caliber, a man of his stature, a man of his understanding and love for people, this man loved people. Most importantly, he loved his family. He had an extended family of little girls and little boys at a school who looked up to him as a figure that they could trust, a figure that they could learn from, but not only that, a figure that they loved and felt respect towards. And this entire community right now is mourning this fact. I have an associate who went almost a week without hearing from her family in Puerto Rico. She, she posts messages on Facebook and posts messages on Instagram and you can see it in her face that she was not sure where they were, what happened to him, what happened to them, and if she was ever going to get to hear or see from them again. You know how scary that is? And we have a man that is the president of our United States. Yes, because I was born here. I don't, I, I, I've had people tell me recently, why don't I go back to Africa? Well, baby, I wasn't born in Africa. I was born in Houston, motherfucking Texas, St. Joseph Hospital, April 30th, 1980. I'm the epitome, the epitome of everything that is America. I work hard, I do my job, and I'm also trying to strive to be better and do more with myself. I am an American. I stand next to, I will stand next to my brothers, black, white, purple, black, white, or brown, side by side for the common goal of doing better for our futures, to build a destiny, to build a dynasty for my family. That is why I'm here. I flipped out when I saw that on comedy scene because I see what my doing, my efforts are going to turn into something great. That is what we are supposed to strive for, ladies and gentlemen, greatness. How can you be great while you sitting here trying to hate somebody? It does not work. It does not work. Y'all need to stop that shit because it will never 
become what you think it should be. You will never be in a position where you want to be in life with that bullshit hanging over you. You have to take that hatred and that disdain and use it in a way that is productive to do better for yourself. There's a whole lot of shit in this world that I want to hate, that I want to sit here and be mad and be pissed off about. But you know what I do? I ball all that shit up. I put it into my comedy. I take it to the stage and look what it's becoming for me. You have to take that bullshit and turn it into something because if you don't, it's going to sit there and fester and just fuel you to be nothing but anger and be filled with hatred. You can't live your life like that. You cannot live your life like that. I've seen people lose it all because they live their life in a way that made them believe being angry and being hateful was going to get you to a better place. You cannot. That's not the way it works. It does not. It will not. It can't not. It shalt not. It'll never work for you that way, babies. Ever. We got to do better. I sit here and I mentioned something that had me pissed off at the beginning of the show. There was an article written last week. I'm going to pull it up on my phone to get some old reference on this. Uh, it was written by a black man, believe it or not. His name is Damon Young. He is apparently a, hold on. He is, an, he is the editor-in-chief of Very Smart Brothers and a columnist for GQ.com. Uh, and basically the, the, the title of the argument of the, the piece is black straight men are the white people of black people. And I had to stop and think because once again, we got black men being killed in these streets by police, by each other, in some cases by themselves. And now we got folks saying that black men are too good to be black men. I, I, don't, I, I read this article and it was very hard to follow because first of all, he attempted to turn black men into a villain of black women. Now, unless I read this wrong, somebody please feel free to come at me and debate me, Mr. Young, about your thesis or whatever the fuck this is. Please feel free for those who supported this article, uh, David Dennis, to come and debate me right here we got the technology we can get it done okay that supported this bullshit article trying to sit here and downplay a situation 
or, or downplay a group of people for the uprising of others and think that that's supposed to get you somewhere better. How can you sit here and say black men or the, the straight black men or the, the white people or black people and because you think black men ain't had to struggle? Is it because some black men, yours truly, will walk into the situation with their chest out and their head held high? Is it, is it the confidence of a black man? Is it the swag of a black man? Is it the dick of a black man? I, I don't understand how the hell we have all of a sudden become the white man of the black man. Or, or, or I, you know, I, I, how the fuck... This shit was so fucking stupid, I didn't even know where to begin or end with this shit. I had to let somebody else read it and reference my ass on it to let me know if this was really something I needed to discuss on the show. And the only reason why I'm stepping away from everything else because one, this had me heated in another, heated in a motherfucker. Two, I am tired of this separatist bullshit that keeps coming out in the in the modern media. Every time I look up, all there is is hatred. All there is is disgust. All there is is disdain, and I'm tired of it. We should not have that much hatred towards each other. This shit is, I mean, I'm serious. It's, it's detrimentally getting out of hand to the point where now we find that it's more responsible to be irresponsible with the notions that come into our mind. Yes, freedom of speech is fine. But remember, you have a mind. Think before you speak. Some of your ideas, some of that bullshit that you want to push on is bullshit and you need to examine that bullshit in your head before you try to piss it all out on the rest of us. Okay? Donald Trump has a severe problem. This motherfucker does not think before he speaks. He cannot be thinking before he's speaking. You want to know how I know the people that he works for are becoming disgusted with him. You want to know how I know that? Kellyanne Conway, she sat her ass up on the couch with her feet up, take a picture of all the pretty black people and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then as soon as they was having a conversation with that bitch on Fox News and they mentioned that Trump sent out another tweet, she put her head down, rolled her eyes, and looked back up smiling like ain't shit happened. They becoming frustrated with him, man. I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I won't follow the notion that hatred is the way because I'll, I'll never believe I've seen what love can do. The thought of hatred a lot of times comes from something that you love either hurting itself or hurting others or hurting you. That's where some of that disdain can come from. That's where, that, that's, that's where come that, that negative energy and motivation may come from. But ladies and gentlemen, that does not give excuse for us not to be able to do better. I understand we are human beings. We are all humans. Nothing is going to ever stop us from being human beings. That's who we are. So we aren't perfect. I get that. But that don't mean you can use that non-imperfection as a crutch to be hateful, to be disgusting, to be terrible. You know, people have to think when they before they go outside with a Confederate flag and think it's a good idea. You know, sometimes you have a second thought that might keep you from going out doing that. 
Remember the guy from Texas that got into the MMA fighter's truck with his, he had to get lost, everything, but this motherfucker still walking around with his Confederate flag folded up close to his heart, not knowing that it was going to be a black man who the Confederates hated and, and couldn't stand because they wanted to keep them in the form of slavery. It was that symbol that they, black people had to look at and realize that they never, ever, ever may be able to see true freedom. You can't sit here and tell me that practicing hate is the way to be because I'm going to tell you right now, you're a lying motherfucker. That is not the way to be. You're a dumb son of a bitch at that because that is not the way to be. Period. And I'm going to tell you something else too. A lot of times, some of us get so caught up in what's going on in the world or, or, or even better, we get so caught up with what's going on in our inner circle that we not pay attention to things that are going on around us and we really got to gotta stop doing that. I can't understand how a person can sit here and talk about how they support a veteran but once again will step over a veteran to go on about their day and not even get that veteran a dime or a moment of their time to see why the reason why he got on the street after he fought for our country. You feel me? A lot of these veterans, uh, there's veterans that are homeless and sit outside of office buildings, and I'm willing to bet that many of them have been given a second chance. But you want me to sit here and believe this is all about America. This is all about the flag. No. This is all about equality. This is all about not wanting to be a piece of shit. This is all about trying our best to be better people than we've ever been before. I don't think, I really don't think we should find it as a hard notion to follow. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you another thing as well. If we try to do better, think about the better that we'll get from that. You feel me? There's two criminals that are walking to a store, however, and there's certain circumstances around them that will make that criminal actually want to commit that crime or make them think that it's a bad idea. Okay? Always remember that. Think about that. You've got two circumstances to ever look at. The man that finds a reason to walk away and the man that finds a reason to stay. But it's always going to be there two sides. Don't ever think there won't be. And don't ever think you only got to choose two si- one side all the time. You ain't got to be wrong all the damn time. Okay? Sometimes you got to switch it up. And sometimes being right ain't going to always work out for you. Shit. Lord knows I know that. All too fucking well. Sometimes doing right will, you know, get your ass fucked over more than you ever could imagine. You know? I'm just being honest with you. And I worked at a job one time, and a bitch asked me to quit, and I should have. I just told him fucking ass, I'll quit. But I thought to myself that I could be better than that. And I became better than that and still ended up getting fired. Which means what? Was it worth it? Yes. Why? Because I proved to myself that I could be great. I had done a lot up to that point. But at that point, I know I still got it. I prove it every day. I push for greatness. 
No, it ain't gonna. I, I am taking baby steps on a lot of things because the process is key. Anything worth doing is worth working on. I've been working on a lot for a long time. People ask me, Joe, how do you get on stage so easily? I'm like, baby, like I said earlier in the show, this is my, I have a stage, I have a platform, and I'm on every week. I work out the the, the jumpies, and I work out the word plays, and I work out the, the, the hitches, and I get up, get out, and go. And I do it for y'all. But in closing, I, I just want to say this. And I'm going to let y'all go for the day. Until change happens, don't ask me to be content about where I am. Don't ask me to just turn a blind eye to my brother being beat in the street. Don't, don't, don't ask me to do that. Because every time I'm going to not only tell you no, I'm probably going to tell you to go get fucked. This is about us and our treatment. And if you ain't willing to open up the dialogue to make us better, if you ain't willing to open up the dialogue to do more, go sit down and shut up. Because we're eventually going to end up getting real tired of listening to that bullshit because we all know that bullshit, as I mentioned before, is starting to get pretty damn thick. It's starting to get thick and run the fuck over. And I know we can do better as people. All we got to do is try. Nothing, my mom always say, nothing hurts a failure but a try. I really think we need to try to do better. And if we do that, you'll see better. You'll feel better. You'll know better. You'll understand what better truly is. It's not the heart of a concept. If you give it a try. Don't be scared. Just do it. Try to be better than you were yesterday. Every day. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt. This episode will be coming out today. Um, before I hit, I guess I'm going to the comedy club. I wasn't going to go, but I don't know. I kind of got some momentum going right now. And I need to keep that pushing. So, again, thank you all for listening. I am Joe Moffitt. You guys have a great week, and I will be back next week on Friday, so don't be stunned. I only did today because I had to uh, play kiss ass for some folks on Friday. So peace and love. I'll see you guys later. I'm out this motherfucker.